The Overtime Hockey Podcast on the air with Paulie's podcast and Ken Pauly from Benelt St. Margaret's joining us here today. Big news has hit the world of high school and high school sports as the Anoka Hennepin School District has decided to opt for distant learning beginning next week. What that means is they've also decided as a board to suspend high school action and activities from November 4 to a point when they so determine. So as you would hear a, a message in a lesson like that uh, sent out to everybody uh, people will begin to say oh no what about us what about us so here to bring some uh, rhyme or reason to what all of this is a man who's very plugged into how this is all working that's Ken Polly, of course and then we'll talk about this about the bridge season about everything else and we'll even throw some red night hockey in there for you so you know, hopefully we'll be here to shed some light and to help control some of the questions that are flying around and kind of siphon them into one area with what you should be concerned with in your school district. So, Ken, good afternoon to you. How you doing, buddy? I know your phone's been blowing up. Wags, thanks. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite blowing up, but um, a lot of folks are, 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 are nervous and um, they're looking for uh, look, looking for what the what the options are, and if I um, know anything, <laughs> you know, I I know as much as anyone else right now. But um, I think we have a lot of what if scenarios out there, Wags, and I think we can maybe um, walk um, walk through uh, walk through some of that here today. Is the high school hockey season in jeopardy this year, given the Anoka Hennepin shutdown? And do you feel as though it'll be a monkey see, monkey do, where others will follow as well? I, I think that's I think that's the fear, as you said in your opening here, Wags. Um, Anoka Ramsey, and that's I think that's the largest school district in the state with five high schools. Yeah, Anoka Hennepin. Yeah, and uh, Wags, what are those five schools in Andover, Blaine, Andover, Anoka, Coon Blaine, Rapids. Champlain Park, Coon Rapids? Uh, those are the high school hockey playing schools, and then you have Anoka Hennepin Regional High School, Anoka Hennepin Tech, Technical High School, is, is, Secondary Technical Park Education Program. Yeah, Champlain Park was in there as well. So Andover, Anoka, yeah. Blaine, Champlain Park, Coon yeah. Rapids. Then you add in Anoka Hennepin yeah. Regional High School, Anoka Hennepin Tech High School, Secondary Technical Education Program, STEP, and then Step Ahead Online High School. All of those have been moved to distant learning. As far as Northwest Suburban Conference teams that we're talking about in the high school hockey world, it's those big ones from Andover. You know, and you've got the defending girls state champions yeah. that are going to be put on the ice, pardon the pun, for a bit too as well, and a very talented high school hockey team. Don't forget well, about playing and Anoka Channel Park. But, I mean, there's some good clubs no, there. No. No, of, of course, and uh, they're, they're they're large schools, and uh, there's a ripple there's a ripple effect because they're on everyone's schedule, and all of a sudden they're not playing. Like I know even for football, I think Tatino Grace was due to play Champlin this week, and now they have to find a new uh, new, new game. But to your question, um, I, I think I think we all have to approach this from the idea that you know the, the season is in jeopardy, and if we don't stay vigilant and uh, have the ability to pivot, we could have a problem. Anoka Ramsey, but I think it's clear what everyone needs to understand. Anoka Ramsey school board and the decision they're making, that pertains to their school. It doesn't pertain to the entire high school league. This is not a high school league. I, I don't believe this is a high school league decision. This is a school board um, decision. Unless there's some sort of rule out there that I'm not aware of that says if you have so many cases, you have to shut down. I think it's case by case. But I think the larger issue is something you brought up, Wags. Will it become something? Will others follow this? Will other people say, oh, gosh, we've got the same problem. 
we're shutting everything down. And are we going to look at are we going to look at a season of rolling blackouts? You know, from team to team, conference to conference. I think there was some anticipation on the front end that this could happen, and I believe that's why they did the 30% reduction in games and saying, okay, well, listen, if this week gets shut down, we're going to save these other two weeks for makeup games. Um, but I think we all know, and I, th- I think we're all fearful that if they do this, there's a chance they won't come back. Um, and so, uh, so I, I think, you know, are we going to see a situation where we have two thirds of the teams playing in the state and a third that are, you know, that are not. And I think that's, I think that's what has everyone concerned. Everyone's concerned uh, is concerned. And I think, and rightfully concerned. So it's really just, um, most people have a difficult uh, have difficulty with the unknown, and it's a giant unknown. And when you see a district the size uh, a size of the northwest uh, suburban part of the state uh, or the metro here doing this, uh, you do have to be. I think that's a, that's a warning sign that you better be um, you better be prepared. Uh, to pivot quickly if you need to. Well, and, and so so there, therein lies a lot of things. First of all, to clarify, this decision for no sports doesn't necessarily ride on the Minnesota State High School League as a governing body who says – if Correct. you go to distant learning, you know, so I think there's a misconception out there that if you go to distant learning, you can't participate. That's not true. That's a, a school board decision. So if the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights uh, decided as a high school that, you know what, we're going to get out of the, the walls of this facility off of Highway 100 and you're going to study from home. But you could still, as an organization, decide to still have sports. And in doing so, is it possible that you could say, you know what? We're concerned about the busing, but instead we're going to have you drive. Sorry, it's like you're in Bantams and Pee Wee's again, Mom and Dad, or you have to drive to the game. That, that yeah, would be the option. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you, if again, uh, you know, if you have a hybrid, and you have 100% virtual students. You could have five, six, seven. Uh, how many kids on your team who are virtual students? What can't they play? And they exist. So of course, the, the, the other thing is the other thing is uh, keep in mind is. It's my understanding they have not, and I think there's been meetings and all this, and I could be wrong, but it's my understanding that they have not shut down the winter sports season. But I think the issue is yet <laughs> up there. Um, they have shut their, and and what what uh, what they could be doing is they could be saying, listen, we're going to shut down the next two three weeks and see if we can't get this, you know, get our act together on this thing, and then kind of restart the winter sports. So I I I think there's a lot of speculation. And, um, and, and, and rightly, I mean, I, and people are nervous. And I think they should be nervous. Uh, but there's, there's, there's more that's not known than, 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 than known right now. But you do, I think, again, I think people are rightly nervous. If you start shutting it down, um, what are they going to take another two, three weeks? Uh, you know, who knows? And so I think what we have to do is we, again, I, I just want to emphasize, I think we just, I think coaches in the hockey communities have to be prepared, uh, uh, to Pippen, and honestly, that's kind of where the bridge season comes in again. Well, we're going to get into that in a second, and, and the one thing that I want to mention is that uh, from what I'm hearing from you, now is not the time to panic and start saying, oh, no, but it is the time to start finding some leadership and to start, start setting up alternative plans. Alternative plans would fit into that bridge season. Now, I want, to, I want to share something with you. It's an article that you've read and that has been flying around that I think a lot of people have, have seen. It comes from wissports.net. It's written by Travis Wilson, and the headline says, UW study suggests 
participation in high school sports is not associated with increased risk of COVID-19. Um, so where this came from is the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health did a study and found that participation in sports is not associated with increased risk of COVID-19 among Wisconsin high school student-athletes. This story written by Travis Wilson. Uh, it was published by Drew Watts, an MDMS, and a team physician for the University of Wisconsin Athletics. He's also a member of the Department of Orthopedics and Rehabilitation at the University of Wisconsin. We're not talking about some slouch in a strip mall here. We're talking about a UW uh, academic who knows what he's doing and a big-time doctor. Here's what they did. They collaborated with the Wisconsin Inter Interscholastic Athletic Associ Association, WIAA, to collect data from 207 schools in the state representing more than 30,000 student-athletes. <laughs> I am. 16,000 practices and 4,000 contests in September of 2020. The point of this was, when they went through all of this, there were 271 cases of COVID-19 that were identified uh, for a case rate of 901 per 100,000. Uh, they ended up finding out that fewer of the athletes were infected than the non-athletes. So basically, if you read through this article, it says there is no proof at all that extracurricular sports or sports are creating this. And I think in Minnesota, with all of the things that have gone on as far as keeping kids safe and you know coaches masking up and staying out of locker rooms and all the things that they've done, those things have proven effective. And it is not showing that sports is causing this. What do you say about that? Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it, it is a good article. And I think we posted it on our Twitter as, as well. People want to take a look at it. But it also you know, gets even where we started this conversation a few weeks ago. Uh, the data that we have from our STPs, the data we have from Minnesota Hockey and the Elite League uh, shows the same types of numbers um, that, you're, that, you're, that you're talking about. And so, um, so I, I think, it, again, kids playing, that's probably the safest place for them to be. And I think we have to keep in mind that if you do shut, if you do shut sports down, you think kids are going to just stay and hide in their houses? You're, you're actually going to create more touch points where they're going to be out there, um, you know, if that's what you're concerned about. If you're concerned about controlling the spread, then once you want them in central locations where you have kind of responsible adults, who are um, exercising these protocols. So, Ken, I can, think the fact can... of the matter is, if I can jump in, the fact of the matter is, is the majority of infections occur in the home or in communal living. We know that is a yeah. fact. So what better place than to be at home doing nothing to get infected? I mean, apparently yeah, that's what's yeah, happening. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry, right. but well, it makes no it, well, sense. Yeah, well, you know what, though? We can sit here and continue to spit in the wind. You're right, and I think we need to kind of keep <laughs> – at least it's not the, hitting us in our own face right now. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but I think you need to kind of keep talking about, you know, talking about the truth and that we do have data. We do have numbers to support yep. what we're talking about here. Um, but, at the, you know, at the same time, um, I, I just I really I just think that they're, you know, being 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 conservative and shutting things. Oh, what are we going to we're going to shut everything down again? They showed again and we could talk all we want, like. Even international studies, even the World Health Organization is saying, don't do the shutdown again. It does it does more harm than good. So what we're gonna we're gonna go right down this rabbit hole again. But regardless, let's not stay on that. Let's stay on hockey. Well, let's move into the bridge season well, then. But, but, let's do that right but, now. But, but what we're saying is, we're not just a bunch of Neanderthal hockey guys saying, well, let's just play without any sort of data or support. 
uh, we're talking about, there's a lot of data and support for us to play. And, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, there's, there's just, it's kind of a big brother government mentality that we're going to tell you what's best for you and, and not tell, you know, they act like, um, you know, families and parents, you know, I mean, who loves their kids more than, than, than parents? No one. And so if they really were worried about it, uh, you said even a podcast, you can choose not to do it. Now, the bridge you season. You have that choice. All, all, all I know is like, and I know the bridge season, maybe some of the rolling out of it was a little bit awkward because these things are happening in real time. And, and it, it's, not, it's not easy. And I've had some people kind of, you know, basically, uh, you know, be critical of the bridge season all for two or three weeks is not worth it. Well, I got news for you. Take a look at what's going on. It doesn't look so dumb right now, does it? It might be the only uh, two weeks you get. It might be only two or three weeks you get. You're dang right. And so you know, right now, Wag, just kind of quick update on that. Is there about 35 programs that are um, that are signed up? I'm, I think there's a lot more, but I think I believe that a lot of, uh, to your point, even when we first started talking about this, I think a lot of athletic directors put the fear of God in their coaches yep. and said, you better not have anything to do with this because of Rule 208. And, yeah, high school coaches can organize it. They can't. They can't run it, but it's putting it in the hands of, you know, of your parents and your community to kind of help, you know, bridge these kids to the high school season. And so right now we have 35 teams that are signed up to do this. Um, since the, this decision we've been talking about, uh, we have other people who are interested in it. If they, if they want to sign up, the big thing, they have to go to their section rep. They sent them all sorts of information, um, registration is still open. It will remain open for a long time. It is easy to register. I really kind of get a little tired of people saying, oh, it's so difficult to register. It takes less than five minutes, okay? It's not that hard to register. So you've been getting okay? feedback that it's difficult? No, but you know what? Let's face it. No one likes to – it's just one extra hoop, and I understand it, that people say, well, I don't want to register and all this other stuff. It becomes an extra hoop, but it doesn't take that long. I mean – the website's super easy. Todd Elmer and the people of Minnesota Hockey have made it super easy. All you got to do is uh, basically, you know, a kid goes, if, if they register the USA Hockey, and yes, that's your 35 or 40 or 50 bucks, whatever it is to register there. I know, and no one likes to write money to <laughs> big organizations but or write checks to big organizations. But the Minnesota Hockey, you register individual for the bridge season, and then your parents organize your team. And, uh, again, if people want – to do that in a community, first off, their coach should have the information they can give them. Um, but certainly the section rep has it, um, and they can contact the coaches association or, or me. And, and, and actually, Lauren Nelson, um, with uh, his Legacy Hockey website, I'm working with Lauren right now. He's going to put up uh, – he's working on putting up a central location where people can go and take a look at this stuff too. So, um, you know, so basically people still can do it because it's a matter of – listen – yeah. Okay. Maybe when you play two games, I know like BSM, we have eight, I, th- I think our parents have eight or 10 games scheduled already. And as you said, it might be the only hockey they get to play. You never know, mm-hmm. but you also may want to be registered um, because, you know, who knows if things get shut down, you may have to go, uh, go back to it. One thing, Wags, I do want to say here is that um, I know some coaches say, well, we don't want to do it. And, all we're going to do is in those two weeks once we start, we're going to scrimmage. I, hello, you can't do that. That's, that's actually a high school league violation. Mm-hmm. And you're also playing with fire in terms of insurance issues and things like that. So, 
so for example, Wags, you know, if you're, you're coaching team A and I'm coaching team, team B, and we, and we start in November, basically start in November, that November date when that they've given us, we can't just go, oh, excuse me, the two weeks prior that we were supposed to play, you and I can't just decide, oh, yeah, we're going to go scrimmage over here. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. If you, you want to do, do that, it. you still have to have your captain's practice coach do it. And that's what the big yeah, argument is. Yeah, it's like, well, well, I don't want anybody coaching. Well, okay, fine. But you can't go scrimmage because you can't be on the ice till the 23rd. It doesn't make any right. sense. You, you hit it on the head. You're still going to have to have somebody else run it. So why wouldn't you run it through an organization that's fully insured? It's you know a legit deal. You've got, you've got, you have refs and keep score. Um, I, I don't understand that. But I also – and listen, there's no question you could – run, you know, four or five teams could go register with velocity hockey or impact hockey. If one of those organizations wanted to sponsor a league, yeah, you could, you could do that. But why the heck wouldn't it? I think we've made it pretty easy for people to do it with this thing. So you can't do that. Um, so I, the biggest question is, I think, and that's what I'd like to talk a little bit about is basically how the bridge season can serve as a pivot, you know, with, with all this. You know, because I know I know it can get confusing, but well, let's let's go there uh, for a second. I got a couple questions on the bridge season for the season. Okay, so I think we've we've clearly established that it's a it's a it's a board by board and then you know private school by private school decision. If you're going to go to full time distant learning, and if you do so, you can decide whether or not you're going to continue with sports and activities. Get that. So now the next step is: what if there's like. Uh, a third of the schools that are shut down and they can't play, but there's two thirds that can, what happens then? If, and if, if, if you're in the Metro West, let's say you guys are in and let's just say for discussion's sake, uh, cause I know Chad Nyberg can handle it. He's thick skinned. Let's say Bloomington Jefferson shuts it down, right? Now you yep. can't play them. So you're losing games with them. Then what do you do there? And then what are their kids going to do? What, what, what do you think the going decision would be as a group? Is it all of us or some of us? If you have a third of the teams that get yanked, does the whole group say, you know what, we're going tier one. We're out of here. Is that possible? No, I think, I think theoretically it's theoretically it's possible. Practically it's not going to happen. I, I've heard that from a lot of people saying, let's just go tier one folks. Well, there's 150 different high schools. The coach doesn't make that decision. The individual athletic director doesn't make that decision. That's a school board decision, and that they're not going to pivot that quickly. It's just not going to happen. Theoretically, is it possible? Sure. Okay. Um, you, you know, a lot of things are that work in theory, but don't work in practice. There's no way that that's going to happen. Um, I think you give the, the best scenario there where, cause this could happen Wags, where you have these rolling shutdowns. What happens if you have Andover Champlin and the rest of those teams don't basically have a season that's shut down. Does, and, and that's what you're putting forth is saying, well, do we all shut down then? I think, I, I don't think people are going to, I do think, I do think we have to be prepared for the fact that, um, well, here's one thing folks have asked is let's say, Let's say um, my let's say let's say Champlin Park is in the bridge season, mm-hmm. and Champlin Park um, it shuts their 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 season down for the first month or whatever when all of us are playing. Can Champlin Park continue to play in the bridge season 
once the high school league season has started. Why not? And the answer to that question, well, the answer to that question is no. You can't have two things going on at the same time. There, it's just yeah, that would get pretty dang messy. Um, and well, I can I ask, I, a, can I, ask I, a clarification question. So sure. if 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 you have those five teams, let's say from the the Northwest Suburban Conference, that have all been shut yeah. down by the high school league. Who's to say that they can't be playing in a bridge season off on their own with their uh, coach playing around Robin of five game season? You know, play well, their twenty five games that way. They could do that, well, but they, they away from you. Well, it's again through theoretically they could, but understand that uh, the date for the bridge season, the ending is November twenty second. So Minnesota hockey would have to extend that date, and and that's and that's. That's actually above my pay grade. I, I, no one's talking about. Where's Glenn Andreessen when we need him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, again, so it ends on November 22nd. I think what's more practical is, and you you asked a good question. What becomes the tipping point where all of a sudden all these teams are out, and we just say, you know what, this thing's so messy, you know, you know, but I I just don't see. Um, I don't see the high school league. I don't see them canceling right now, um, but I, I I could see. I, I think we're all. I think everyone's nervous about it, and I think right now we're just doing a lot of conjecture. And I think the most important thing that people need to do right now, if they want to be prepared, is sign your team up for the bridge season. Because let's say it does happen first week of January, third week of December, whatever it is, and they shut it down then whatever team you have now we basically we could we could go to Minnesota hockey and say hey can you open the bridge season back up so we can play the last two months um we basically go and and and, and seek waivers for high school coaches to work with their teams because we have not actively done that right now i don't think it's really worth it for two weeks but for two months it would be worth it to pursue that um, but I think for right now, for simplicity's sake, so that's the thing, you get lost in the weeds in this thing. But right now, I think if you're concerned, you get your team signed up for a bridge season, play right now while you can, and 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 hope and, and, and hope and pray for the best that they don't shut us down. But they do shut us down. Now if we go to Minnesota hockey, you can reopen the season and there there's a vehicle to play, if that if that if that makes sense. But I know all the discussion, I've heard I've heard the talk two ways. Oh, Let's just go play tier one. Let's just all get out of the high school. It's like, it's not as easy as that. It's not nearly as easy as people think. All right. Theoretically, yes, it makes sense. Practically, I don't see it happening. Heck, heck look at look at the uh, look Why at the bridge season. We have we have thirty five teams signed up. Yeah, you you only <laughs> so have thirty five teams that really have the courage and guts to do it. Really, when you get down to it. Well, and, yeah, and 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 there's a lot there's a lot of work, and I'll tell you, God. That's what I mean by I've courage talking, and guts. I've been talking to people. I've been talking to people in Pine City, and St. Francis, and Coon Rapids. These people are working their you know working their tail off to make hockey happen for their kids, you know, and um, and uh, I think we need to support that. Uh, interesting yes, that yeah. we're here, um, but I think the key component of what you're saying is okay. You've got the bridge season that's starting. Tell me about that. Uh, what do you have? How, do you have eight games for the Red Knights? How is that working? Yeah, you know, and I think if we kind of looked at it even as a as a you know case study, it's like captains' practices are going on all over the place. You know, we're doing that. Um, you know, basically, we're you know taking you know taking care of our kids. I think that I think the most important thing right now um, in terms of what we're doing is we're continuing to communicate with our kids. I just had a Zoom call with my seniors and was just talking to them, and 
kind of filling them in so they know what's going on because all they're hearing is things on social media or you know they don't know what's going on and so i think it's really important for the adults in their life right now on these high school teams to be communicating to their kids saying okay here are some scenarios here's what we're doing you know to prepare for our season our 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 bridge season preparation our parents have done a great job putting something together and uh with josh levine and the boys at portis and they're you know they're organizing the groups and it's not as difficult as some people think um and they have a good eight to ten game schedule they can schedule games with you know the orno and creighton and delano and holy family and maple grove and buffalo champlin so we've got they've got a game um and so i so we have a plan we have a plan to get through the next month and to me it's like it's having a plan to get through each month and then having the ability to pivot and that's why even though i understand everything we're talking about with tier one in the future i'm trying to basically to me it's about preserving this year and i also think but i also think it's 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 revealing some cracks, you know, in the foundation here that we need to shrub the foundation for high school hockey in the future. But in talking to our kids, I think it's really important right now that coaches and adults are communicating with them about exactly what is happening. And that's what, that's what we're doing right now, you know, at the nail. Um, and, and also letting our, letting our kids know that like, even with the, you know, the COVID protocols and the rest of that, they have to abide by those things and be and be leaders and and not be going you know not be going to the parties and, and things like that that could you know you know spread this thing and get them you know, get and get them shut down you know so what do the um, kids want what are you hearing from them well, they want to play you know they don't want to get shut down they they just they just shake their heads they just they don't they don't get it because like again yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm talking to guys like you know I'm talking to guys been playing the elite league for two months and playing the high performance two months playing with you know, Minnesota Blades and, and other things, other entities for the last two months. And so they are absolutely just like there's jaws on the ground saying, what, we're not going to be able to play? And we've been playing for two months. What's the issue here? So I, I think they're pretty dumbfounded by that. Um, I think we all are. And, um, you know, to me, I, I think we, we said before, we, we can get this we can get this done. But I think right now it's about, it's about practicality. It's not having a temper tantrum. It's not about – philosophical things that could happen it's about what can you do right now to preserve this kid's season and to give them the ability um you know to fin- to finish this thing uh in in some form After and i think we I th- and, the, and the mechanisms are in place right now to to do that all right the plan is right now as of now we know the high school season is going to start on november 23rd and we're approaching it that way but we're also going to have our team registered in Minnesota hockey in the Brit season. In case that thing blows up, we have the ability. Every high school across the state, every hockey community across the state has the ability to do that, to prepare, basically, to prepare for, prepare for the best and also prepare for the worst and, 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 and then have the ability uh, to move to something else if they have to. And then the bridge season doesn't become a bridge; it becomes a life a life raft. Should so the should bridge every season, the bridge season might become a life raft? <laughs> should every team be registering for a bridge season now, even though it ends November twenty two, because it could be re-implemented again? Would you recommend that? And if so, how does one go about doing that? Where do they go? Is this led by captains' parents? Is this led by captains' practice coaches? Who really yeah. communicates this information, and uh, who, where do you who, get who, it? Yeah. 
Yeah, you get you you get that information. Your coach, your, your the head coach within your community. Uh, this has to come. This has to be led by the leaders within the hockey community. The captains, parents are probably the first place to start. But not say, the coach, you know, right? Who, not the coach. Not the coach. No, yeah, the coach Can't is do organizing, it. but the coach, but the coach can pass out information just like he can pass out information for fall leagues and the rest of that. Uh, he can't tell someone you have to do this. Sure. You can't direct someone to do it. That's a violation. Okay. But you can pass on information. So you asked a great question, Wade. Where do you get get the, the information been out there the last three weeks, but you can get it from your section rep. You can your your head coach should have it. Um, if you if you're confused by any of that, um, you can basically you you can, can email the coach association. Send them a direct message on Twitter. Um, I have no problem if someone wanted to email me. I certainly can uh, send them, you know, send them the forms. But um, yeah, it's it's my, it's my belief that everyone should be, you know, signed up for this. But again, it's 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 a choice. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make them. But I I sure think it's a pretty good idea. Um, you know, I'm hoping it's a life raft we don't need. But uh, I think this is part of being uh, being being proactive and keeping. Uh, keeping these the, the, these kids senior. That's how, I can't. We talked before. I, I mean, are we are we are we going to waste another senior season? I mean, I watch what happened with baseball and lacrosse kids. Are we, look what's happening to football kids. Um, are we going to let that happen to our kids? Boy, are we going to let that happen kids. to our kids here? If I were football, so I'd be livid in Andover right now. Uh, and those guys, uh, I'd be like, yeah, "Are you yeah. serious?" Uh, I mean, you stop. Know, they waited, they waited, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I, mean, I don't again. I don't think there's I don't, think I don't think there's bad people here, but I also think we're not. I just, I just, I don't know why we're not thinking clearly on this thing. Um, but that's a, that's that's a different issue. But I think people need to prepare for what's in front of them, and and I also think we have to keep an eye towards the future in terms of what you're talking about. In terms of, um, I believe in high school sports. I believe in high school hockey. I believe in high school volleyball. I believe in I basically high school. I believe in them. Okay. Uh, I've been doing it for 30 years. I believe in it. I, I, but I also believe, and I think the high school league does some damn good work. Uh, but I also think we need to modernize. We need to modernize. And we haven't modernized. We've, we've not made a, any significant changes in our game in nearly three decades. That's the problem, and it needs to be addressed. I agree with you on all fronts. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's um... – it's just sad to see the things that have happened to kids as I've been immersed in this my entire broadcast life, which is 30 years as well. And, um, you know, for a guy like me, if it's if it's tier one hockey, if it's Legion baseball or a different, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be a sport. So why would I care about anything, you know, because it's what I cover. But there is something that's special about high school sports and how it runs. There are uh, incredible things that the Minnesota State High School League does. I've maintained for years, and I've seen them all, that no state has a better running organization than we do here. Um, And I I do want to be very clear about this. This is a school board decision with Anoka Hennepin. This is not a state high school league decision. And it's it's board by board, and you vote for those people. And those are the people that make those decisions, right? And so if you don't agree with it, that's why we have a process that's occurring when? On November 3rd. I'm not saying vote people out. If you agree with it, great. But if you don't, you have a chance to have a voice in these types of decisions that are made. And, you know, it doesn't, yeah. in, in the it end, doesn't in matter. the end, I'm sorry, yeah. in the end, it comes down to be prepared, have your options, 
and always, uh, you know, be ready to pivot because that's what's happened over the past nine months or so that we've been dealing with this. I have another question on the bridge season for you. Are you registering as an individual or does the like captain's parents register a team and you fill that in? How does that work? Both. That's a good question. Wags. Both. You, you basically, now my, my, my son was a JV player this year and I signed him up for the bridge season. And so um, I signed him up. I got him USA hockey registered. Um, the link is really easy. It's been sent out. I jumped on, I registered for the bridge season. I just clicked it and I, I sent the name into my captain's parents who were organizing it and they will just put all the names on a spreadsheet, send it over to Todd, you know, over to Todd Elmer and that's it. And so it's like, it's as simple as that. So you really have to do, you have to look, who's ever organizing the team. If you were my captain's parent wags, which would be my name here, but anyhow, but if you were mm-hmm. my captain's parent, yeah. you would be organizing it for me. You collect the names and you would direct those names. You guys better make sure you register for USA Hockey and register for the bridge season. That's that's where you would that's where you would have to do it. How is and, it? Uh, how is a guy like Josh Levine then going about this? I mean, are you guys playing a varsity JV schedule, if you will, quote unquote, uh, or an A and B level, or are you doing it all at one? How is he determining who's playing where? How does that mechanic work? And maybe you don't know and you can't say because you're not a part no, of it. No, no, I, no, I, no, I can't. But I, but I think it's pretty. You know, I, I know that when you look at it, it's like, well, you got your returning letter winners, and you could easily put them in Group A and and do it by grade level. You can do it by grade level, and you have A, B. So so it's like um, that's that's up to who's ever running it. But I mean, I tell you, it's like I don't, you know, just just for a couple of weeks to put kids in A and B pools and allow them to play and they allow them to go back and forth. I don't think it's as difficult as people think. And I think it's a little more organic than, than people. Think I would agree. Well. So, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and your kids, as far as a bridge season concerned after your zoom meeting today, how did, how did they respond to that? Are they excited? What are they saying? No, they, you know, they're, 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 they're grateful for the chance to play um, because they know, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's November. It's it's going to be November, and they want and they want to play hockey. So, yeah, they're, they're you know they're grateful for it. I think, but I also think they're I can sense they're they're nervous, and that's why I think it's really really important. And that's the thing. Um, that's one thing I did learn with the uh, with the tragic accident we had with Jack Jablonski back in 2012. Is that you get all philosophical and theoretical. You got to get practical. What's important is Joe Holtz thing. What's important right now? What's in front of us right now? These kids, these kids need to be communicated with, and we need to have a plan. All right, here's the plan. If this doesn't work, then here's the plan. If here's the plan, here's the work. All the other stuff is BS. It's just noise. It's just noise. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of what's in front of you right now. And while we're sitting here making noise, these kids are sitting out going. What's happening here? And so um, we just have to communicate with them and 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 uh, and, and, and plan for, plan for the best. That's all. So if you were to walk away from this podcast, the uh, overriding message would be what? Well, I think to, you know, to me, to me, the takeaway is um, be prepared. <laughs> um, you know, be, be prepared if this this thing takes a bad turn, and if it doesn't take a bad turn. Then okay, what are you out? You're out fifty six bucks because you registered from USA Hockey. You're out a couple hundred bucks if you did a bridge season. That's what you're out, okay? All right, so that's what you're out. But it's like to me, it's an insurance policy, and be prepared for this thing to take a bad turn. If it doesn't take a bad turn, 
Hallelujah. Okay. But, uh, you know, to me, that that's the biggest thing. Be prepared. And that's why I think you really should embrace. My belief is you should embrace the bridge season plan. Uh, that's, that's my belief. People need to um, take, take control of their lives. Um, these people, um, I don't care if they're school board members, I don't care uh, if they're high school officials, they, uh, they work for us, not the other way around. And, um, and I, 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 let's have the season end uh, where it needs to end, not on a Zoom call. For Ken Pauly, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.